When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Goldmine Magazine podcast. This is editor Patrick Prince of Goldmine Magazine, the music collector's magazine since 1974, which you can pick up at select Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and record stores across the country. Or subscribe and get a free gift at www.goldminemag.com. The guest for this podcast will be guitarist Mick Box of Uriah Heap. Uriah Heap's latest album is called Living the Dream. And Goldmine contributor Martin Popoff gave the album five stars. And you can read that review and an extra interview with Uriah Heap's vocalist Bernie Shaw on goldminemag.com. But back to the podcast. We'll be right back with Mick Box after this message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine. The Music Collector's Magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Hello, Mick. Pat. How you doing, my friend? Mick, how are you? I'm fine, mate. Congratulations on the new album. Oh, thank you very much, my friend. That's, that's marvelous. It hits you like uh, it's such right off the bat with such energy right out of the box. No pun intended. Um, it's it's. It's kind of, it's kind of something we, we we planned to do it that way, you know, to, to, to show people that you know we still had the same passion for music we've always had, you know. And um, I think that was a good statement starting with Grace by Heaven. <laughs> it was. It you know every album needs like uh, for instance Led Zeppelin three immigrant song, you know. It needs right out of the, yes. you know, hit you, hit you right 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 away. And Grazed by Heaven definitely accomplished that. And, and I mean, the idea is to grab you and then then take you on the journey through the rest of the album, of course. Yeah, in fact, um, we gave it five stars. Uh, called it, in fact, our, our writer Martin Popoff called it a masterpiece, which is, is quite. Uh, That's unbelievable. It's wonderful. Yes, at uh, uh, Goldmine Magazine. So. Um, it it's how do you feel about getting all these this type of praise? You know the band's been together almost fifty years. You must it must be feel like something special. You know to still still be doing it and producing albums and touring in sixty one countries around the world and, and 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 getting the accolades for your latest album feels really really good. Uh, <laughs> and I'd be lying if it didn't you know if I didn't say that you know it's it, it's great that you know that that our music is still relevant and still being looked in that way you know and is looking very today and um although we're very proud of our heritage you know i think we bought an album into 2018 that we can be proud of and um so i'm very happy about the whole thing to be honest 
And one thing is, uh, God, Bernie Shaw. Wow. His vocals. <laughs> I think he's really come to the fore on this album more than, more than anything, really. I think he found his place. In, 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 and I think working with Jay Rustin was a, was a, a big part of that. Um, because, you know, when, when we was doing vocals, we used to all leave the room and just leave it to, to Jay and Bernie to sort it out. And then once they, they had something they needed to play with us, we'd go in and, and, and we'd go, wow, you know, we'd get knocked out by it, you know. Because it's so important, um, the lead vocal, you know, because that's the selling point of any song. Yes. And uh, there may be great solos and everything else, but, you know, the voice is, you know, the first thing people connect with. And, and I think Bernie's done a marvellous job on this, this particular album. He really has. I mean, he he just he he totally brings it. Is are you saying the producer kind of? Uh, do you believe yeah. producers actually bring it bring it out of the uh, musicians, out of the vocalists? Like, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, I think he brought it out of all of us as individual musicians. You know, when I'm doing solos and things, uh, the same thing applied. And I think he just got the best out of Bernie, and and they're both Canadian, and um, so they had this rapport immediately. You know, and I think um, Jay tried a microphone. I could, I'm not very technical, but he tried a microphone that Bernie hadn't used before. But once he heard it come back through the speakers, he went, "Oh yeah, this is great." And so that kind of inspired him, you know. And and um, yeah, I think it was a combination of, of, of a number of things. But basically, I think Jay's input was was immense there. And you still you still have spirited jams on the album, like uh, "Rocks on the Road." Kind of, kind of mirrors. Yeah, we, 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 you know, we, we, you know, I think Russ, our, our drummer, always loves that because he, you know, he says the band jams so well together. Um, and sometimes it will just go into something, and we'll just, we'll just bounce off it, you know, and, and keep it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, th I think that, I think it's good because you know you get the looseness of the band, and, and the other thing is, of course, we can do that because we're playing as a band in the studio all in one pulse. Um, you know, we're not sending files to each other. We're not doing, you know, two weeks of a drum sound and then, then the, the keyboard, then the bass, the guitar. You know, we, we do it all in the one hit. And I think that's why we recorded it so quickly. I mean, the whole thing was recorded in 19 days. Um, and that's partly because, you know, when we do a backing track, we've virtually got nearly everything down in one, one hit. Yeah, I think that's important um, to to feel like a live band. And, you guys are a live band. I mean, you do a lot of touring. So I think in the studio, to come off like that or to have that feeling in the studio is great. You know, you... It's brilliant because, you, you know, you bring all that experience you've got out on the road and, and that fun of playing together, you bring it into the studio. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, a lot. you're right. A lot of bands, uh, you know, they do, you know, they go heavy with Pro Tools. They send tracks back to each other. You know, sometimes bands don't even... You know, they're not even in the same studio, so it's... Uh... Only in the same country, even, yeah, I yeah. know. I mean, to me, to me, I mean, I, the, the great thing about Jay Rustin is when we when we chose a, a backing track that we liked a particular song, we we said it's always going to be there. If you like it now, you're always going to like it like that. Now, other producers I've worked with will go in and start putting everything on the bass drum, all the guitars, the bass, the keyboards, on the bass drum to make it all perfect. And what you do is, um, in search of perfection, you lose all the magic that was there in the first place. right. And the great thing about Jay is he recognized the magic and made sure we kept it. Well, you said, didn't you say 19 days? I mean, that's that's 19 pretty... days, my friend. Yeah, we had another two weeks, but we canceled them because we felt <laughs> we, we had the job done. <laughs> well, now you have some studio time for next album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, 
funny enough, our management filled that up in no time at all with things to do. <laughs> oh, got, gotcha. I was going to say it could throw some extras on the album or something. Um, we, we would have loved to have done that, you know, but um, uh, we were just pleased to have the album done. And of course, of course, um, Jay, Jay uh, you may be Canadian, but he's living in Los Angeles, so they had to take all the files back to him and mix them out there. And, and then sent them to us when he did you know, each track as he did it. And then we made our comments and until we got the final product. Well, let's talk about the uh, touring again. Uh, you guys love, you know, you tour a lot. Um, how about America now? What What's going to happen with the new tour to wow. support well, the Well, we did American tour um, early this year um, yeah. for 10 weeks, America and Canada. How about more, and though? It was amazing. It was amazing. We, 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 you know, we were put that toe in the water to see how it'd go and, and it went fantastically well with lots of sellouts and um, great reactions and it was this response was just wonderful so um, we'll be looking at a similar 10 week run um, next year for sure and the agents are working on that now to make sure that always comes to fruition because um, it's a territory that we, we, we love to play in and we, and we want to come out and play again for the for people who are just discovering the Rye Heap I mean how would you tell them about what you're like live because some kids might buy this album and discover you for the first time um i, I think you know um uh, we're, we're a melodic classic rock band um first and foremost um but we we have a passion for what we do that that shines through on stage you know and and the energy level is very very high you know, we, we give out a lot and we, 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 we ask a lot from our audience and, and we, it really is, a, a, um, it's not, never a band on stage and the audience down on the floor, it's the, it's the band and audience are together and that's the type of atmosphere we try to create um, so that when they leave the venue, they leave with a big smile on their face and, you know, and, 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 and the feeling <coughs> they've actually, you know, heard and seen something special. What do you think? Do, do you like when you get uh, Deep Purple comparisons or heavy metal? Um, you know what? You can't you can't avoid it, to be honest. You know, but I can't see the comparison with Deep Purple other than we've got a hammered organ. I mean, right. the big difference would be that they 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 went the virtuoso route and, um, and they only had one singer, and we went more into the um, the, the song route, if you like, right? Um, and melody and things like that. You know, so we, and, and, and having five singers. You know, harmony was a big, a uh, big difference to them. You know, so the I think the only um, comparisons really would be the Hammond organ and the fact that we we both play high energy rock. Yes, I mean I couldn't. I, I just could well, don't never... get me wrong. I love Deep Purple. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I could never I see Deep Purple fan. <laughs> I could never see Deep Purple uh, doing Magician's Birthday. Yeah, there is uh, there is a difference, but. I think during yeah, there the... is a difference. Yeah, you're exactly right. Or, or singing, you know, rain or something like that. Or even July morning, you see. And similarly, you wouldn't see Heap doing, you know, maybe Charlie's song. Mind you, we might do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great song. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I think during the early '80s, you guys got uh, uh, put in the heavy metal category for for a short time. Which, uh, we did. It was it was that early eighties with our album Abominog, you know. Yes. And it went top forty in America, and we had a song of that called um, "The Way That It Is," written by Paul Bliss, and and that that was played on MTV in the early incarnation of MTV, and you know, eight times a day. Yes. Um, which was big then, you know. So we we had a lot going for us at that time, and it was, it was a really an exciting time. And of course, we jumped onto the Dev Leppard tour with the biggest thing since sliced bread in America at that moment. 
Yes. Um, so you know, it was it was a really happening time for Eve. And yes, I think the album cover may have helped put us into that <laughs> category. But you know, because um, it had that sort of face on it with the horns and everything else. But um, if you look at it closely, the eyes are very gentle and it's a very soft creature, really. <laughs> it's like a pet, not a demon. <laughs> Abominagus thought about uh, a lot of people like it as one of your favorite, uh, one of their favorite albums. Fans, they they. Uh, well, they yeah, it's funny enough. When we were touring um, America, of course, there was a number of requests for certain songs off that album, which we're we're, we're going to go into rehearsals, and we took that on board, and we're going to put them in in our show. Huh. So when we come out again, we will have that in our armory too. You know. Is that was that just in America? Do you think it did better in America than the UK? That album, that specific album. I think it did. It did very well everywhere, but I think it shone in America. Yes. Now let's go back to the tour. You said you've you've been in worldwide. You mentioned sixty one countries. I mean that is just amazing. Um, what is there a specific country or place that you like touring the most? I know that. You like everywhere, obviously, because you do it so much. But um... yeah, it's very, very hard to answer that because you know, um, once we're on stage, you could be anywhere in the world, you know. And as long as we do our job, the audience reaction will be what we're looking for. Um, right. But, but you I... know, um, you know, to be honest, you know, um, if I'm trying to be a bit more articulate than that, um, say if you go to Brazil, for instance, you know, mm -hmm. it's not just music to them; it's a religion. Yes. You know, so it's slightly more fervent than than it would be seen over in in other territories like Germany, where people are going through it every week. You know, um, but, but isn't that like it was in the? Generally, I mean, it's, it's great that we can tour the world. We can go around it many, many times and then see all the different cultures and stuff. And um, they've all got their own charm and their own speciality about them. Well, it's it's strange because. Uh... In Brazil, it's almost like America was in the uh, 60s, you know, so excited. Yes, for yes, rock. with that hysteria, yes. Yeah, yeah I totally agree, yeah. And uh, maybe they're just go. maybe it's just a cycle, you know. Brazil is finally, you know, um, I don't know how long they've been on the... Uh, the rock and roll train, but they, I see, I see videos of them, and I'm just all South American countries, and amazed how. Yeah, the, the whole of South America is just immense in terms of their um, their love of music, and like I say, it, it, it really is a religion. It isn't just a. Um, you couldn't just call it music. <laughs> they're they're, they're very powerful out there, you know, in many many ways, and I guess that helps them through life, and and. Um, and any hard times they may be going through, They're I don't know. But you know, they do. They do do react very, very, very hysterically. They're very dedicated. Very much so. Now I was going to ask you: Do you obviously play the old songs uh, as well? Um, I don't know if you do what you do for the encore. I haven't seen you this uh, year, but. Um, what do you still play? Do you still play the what I called before as the jam-based songs, uh, the eight-minute songs plus? Do you still? Well, we 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 we, we up to this point where we're going to start a new rehearsing a new set to include the living living the dream right songs. Um, Obviously, for, for the next world tour. Um, up to that, up to this point, yeah, we we did Magician's Birthday every night, you know, yeah. with the guitar and drum um, solo in the middle, you know. Uh, so we did some quite lengthy stuff, yeah. 
But do you include like rocks in the road? Because we can tap, we can, we can tip our toe in any 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 genre of music, really. It yes. can be hard rock, you know, folky, bluesy, jazzy, whatever, you know, metal, and we, we've always got something that we can pull out the bag that is very Uriah Heap. But you're, obviously, you got to include "Grazed by Heaven." I mean, that's you know the new album. That's a uh, good chance, my friend. That'll be the opener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would fit anywhere else. It's just such a song song. I think I think it'll be a good opener. We haven't set the set list yet, and I'm still discussing it with the boys, and we're exchanging emails and ideas at the moment. We go in on the 1st of October to start nailing a, a new set together. But you know, I can't see Grey's being anything but the opening track. Absolutely. I mean, when you put that on the album, did you say, let's okay, let's start off with a, a, a song that is so electric it's going to keep the, the listener right away. I think the thinking behind it was that, you know, here we are, you know, 48 years coming to 50 years. People might think we're, we might be tired, jaded or whatever, you know. So we, we decided that we'd, we'd come out full bore yes. and, and show people that we, we still have the same passion. We've always had for our music. And, you know, with that passion comes that energy. And um, we thought it was a good, a good statement and a good way to do it because then once you've got that and you grab people, then you can start the journey through the rest of the album. And you made a video as well for it. I mean, it's not like the MTV days anymore, but there is the YouTube craze. Um, yeah, we, we, we did YouTube and Facebook and all those those media sites. You know, we, we did a video for Grey's and we did a video for Take Away My Soul. And I think there's another one coming out for Looking um, At My Door too. So there's just ways now now that you, um, you know, put it out there to, to attract people in, I guess. Will you be playing Rocks in the Road? Sorry? Will you be playing Rocks in the Road? Everyone ends with a little instrumental in the end. I think we'll, we'll, we'll probably end up doing Rocks on the, on, on the Road, uh, um, on the road, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> rocks in the Road, on the Road, yes. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It's just it's that song. That people, people keep, um, you know what, you know, we, we, we're just only getting all the reviews that are coming through around the world. Yeah. And fans of the media alike, and and certain songs are being picked up all the time, and that gives you yeah. the common denominator to say, okay, maybe we should put this in the set. And Rocks is one of those songs, as well as Graves, as well as Take Away My Soul. Well, before you would never hear an eight-minute song on the radio, but you know now you have satellite radio, so they'll play it. That's one of the beauties. Well, you know that that would be so good, wouldn't it? Yes, it you know, would. Because in this, this day and age, you know, it's great that an album has some depth to it that people are willing to invest the time into listening to. And I think that's that's where we are with it. I mean, if you, you had a song to describe uh, Uriah Heep, you're going to hit 50 years. Uh, is it next year? Um, well, we're, it's a moot point. But we're aiming for 2020. <laughs> so, so if you had... The first album came out in 1970, so I mean, it just makes sense. <laughs> is there an album or is there an, a, a song that you would uh, do you think describes Uriah Heep the best over your 50 year well, career that's a, that's a difficult one isn't it um, I've said all, all these years that if, if you're looking back at the the um, the 70s lineup with David Byron singing probably yes. July morning would, would encompass everything that Uriah Heep's all about huh. it's got the Hammond organ, it's got the guitar riffs, it's got the, the high vocal, it's got um, power, uh, romantic bits, you know, it's got, got a bit of everything in there. 
But we have that too in, 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 in many other songs since then, you know. I mean, the song, uh, uh, What Kind of God, um, from Wake Your Sleep For Us, is another one that uh, I, w- I would say had uh, um, a lot of the trademarks that he'd been known for. Yeah. Now, you right now you're taking a break, but you, you guys tour like 120 days, um, 80 yeah, days. Yeah, 125 days a year, sometimes 150, yeah, so we, we do get out there. I and heard we're that... on a break, but, you know, the break is being filled up. All the time, which yeah. to do with interviews. Uh, we, um, Phil and I flew out to Germany to do a load of interviews um, on promotion tour. You know, I've got a day here uh, on interviews, and I think I think it is. Uh, I think sixteen interviews back to back. Well, thank you very much, Mick. Thanks for your support, my friend. I wish you all the best, and I can't wait to see you in the U.S. again. Happy days, my friend. Okay, Keep bye. Rocky, thanks a lot. Bye now. Bye, mate. Thank you, Mick Box. Listeners of Uriah Heap or listeners of Deep Purple's Classy Heaviness who haven't given Uriah Heap a chance over the years, give this album, Living the Dream, a chance. You won't be let down. And okay, that's it for now. Remember to go to goldmymag.com to subscribe and check out exclusive content. And when you subscribe, you get a free gift with your subscription. Or you can pick up the magazine monthly at select Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and record stores across the country. Bye now, listeners.